I mentioned this morning, <clears throat> I can't think of a missionary without, the, in thinking in realms of missions, without thinking of the Apostle Paul. And um, his life really conveys and portrays um, what I believe God intended for followers of Christ and um, in particular missionaries. And in writing to the believers at Thessalonica, he reminds them of a few things, and he's reminding them in, in a certain way of, of his life, his witness, his testimony. Notice 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1. For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. But as we had been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil, for laboring night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you, we preach to you the gospel of God. Paul is reminding them of his life and ministry. And um, in, in essence, um, kind of reiterating um, the credibility of his letter that he's writing to them. Now, every one of us have situations we have been in and will be in, when we're talking to someone, and maybe we've never met them before, but in talking to them, we either decide, yeah, they are credible, or we may decide, I don't know if I can put much stock into what this person is saying. What are some things that might come to mind that make you think, I don't know if I can put much stock in what this person's saying? What would be some things that maybe tip you off? <laughs> All right. Know-it-all, okay. Know-it-all. What else? Okay. 
If they've lied to you once before, anything, what? Okay, they exaggerate, they're boastful, they... Okay. Or they say, I'm from the government, I'm here to help you. <laughs> but um, painting a wonderful picture and, and you think, wait a minute, are we thinking about, talking about, seeing the same thing? Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always leery, especially in, in my realm... If someone is really whipping out a lot of Christian terms because they know I'm a preacher, you know, or I'm always, I'm always leery of somebody that really uses a lot of sales gimmicks. Uh, you know, um, they use your first name a lot, and then when they get it wrong, then you're a little leery with that, right? And, you know, they act like you're a long-lost friend. You're just meeting them. Hey, patting you on the back and, and all that stuff. But all of us have certain things that we think, wait a minute here. Who are you? You know, you're not my buddy. You're not my brother that was separated at birth or whatever. But we have things. Then there's others that we've trusted and maybe somewhere along the line we think, I don't know, is, is all this matching up? Should I be trusting them? Do you understand, as we mentioned this morning, we are sent on a mission as ambassadors, as missionaries, as representatives of God, that every day we're going out and we want to show that we serve a different and a better master. But it is important for us to realize the most important factor in effectively influencing people through our speech is the credibility of the one speaking. Um, Every believer is a witness, either good or bad. And we know that we are just vessels, and the message is Christ, but vessels are very important. If I invited you over tonight for ice cream... And we're dishing out the ice cream, and um, it's sea salt caramel ice cream, and oh man, it's really good. And you say, I can't wait to get that. And I say, oh, all our dishes are dirty. And I say, Asa, run out and get Sheba's dish out there. We'll just rinse it out and put the ice cream. And we do that and give it to you. Is there anything, there was nothing wrong with the message, was there? The, the ice cream, nothing wrong with that. But the vessel made it bad. We are the vessels 
that the pure message of the gospel is to flow through. And more people reject Christ because of his followers than because of Christ. And they question our credibility. Paul, throughout many of his letters, is reminding them of his credibility so that he has a hearing. I want us just to think tonight about credibility in the light of we're on a mission and we're going out to represent Christ. Do we have any credibility? First of all, um, we ask a question, do they know what they are talking about? And understand, people are asking that about us. Do they know what they're talking about? You meet someone, and he has no clue what he's talking about, and yet acts like he does. You immediately check check out. Now, we may have the religious jargon down, but do we really know what we're talking about? Do we present an accurate, several of the things that were mentioned, do they give an accurate, honest, complete portrayal of what they're trying to get across? As a believer, um, I don't like to use the term, we're selling the gospel, we're representing the gospel and in order to represent something, if I am here to try to sell you a grand piano and I don't know much about a grand piano, you're immediately going to say, wait a minute. If we just say, well, you know, you're a sinner, you need Jesus. I mean, do we know it enough so that we can present the gospel in a manner that um, is not condescending, like, what? You don't know this? Do we present it in a proper manner and a proper manner? Do we really know the gospel? Do we know what God has done in our life? Can we convey what God has done in our life? So, we as people ask, do they know what they're talking about? Then, when it comes to us representing, the question is asked, do they live it? And they're asking that in their minds, and they're stepping back, and they're watching. And they're not watching for one hour, or one day, or one week. For example, the people that you work with are watching day after day after day, the people you live with are watching. And they are asking, do they live it? You know, it's amazing. When, when people see genuine Christianity and, and they see that they are truly, genuinely trying to live this. They're, they're, 
Most people aren't expecting perfection, but they know that there's a genuine desire to live the gospel, to live what Christ has done. It is amazing when crisis comes in life, they've already done their watching, and they go to people that they believe have credibility to talk about God. And, and in doing that, this is, this is what it takes much time to build a testimony, to build a life. Um, Tuesday, Dale Tackett with the um, Truth Project spoke in Des Moines and spoke to legislators and spoke to others about the purpose of government. And um, the family leader um, had contacted churches about sponsoring a Founder's Bible by David Barton to be presented to legislature. And they talked to us about um, sponsoring one for Representative Joel Fry. And so we went up and heard Dale Tackett and presented the Bible. And Dale Tackett said, you know, we've forgotten that God intended the gospel to be spread through engagement with people. It's not just giving out a soundbite. Because people want to know if it's credible in our life, and they want to know, do they know what they're talking about, and... Do they live it? And this is where it, it comes through engagement. Engaging people. And they see us when we're not having a good day, but how do we respond? And they see us when we are having a good day. And they see us when, when things come that give us bad news. And they really want to know because they know what they have isn't the answer. They want to know, do they live it? Do we live what we know? Are we, are we committed to the, to the point that, yeah, I believe it so much that I've invested in it, that we live it. Then, another aspect that brings credibility is they know what they're talking about, they live it. Thirdly, do they really care? Do they want what is best for me? How we present the message can destroy credibility. You can, you can present truth in such a manner that it just destroys because we present it with an angry condescending spirit. That's why Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus and he said, speak the truth in love. That's why he said, a soft answer turns away wrath. Very few people are argued into heaven. There, that's not how it happens. How many times do we read in the Bible, Jesus was moved with compassion. And it was His compassion 
See, there there are three levels of helping. There is love from a distance. They're, they're donors, so to speak. They give help with little risk. It's not going to hurt me much. It's not going to involve much. I give help. Then there are redeemers who love from above. They, they love from above. It's kind of a condescending thing. Then there are incarnation redeemers. That's what Christ was. He didn't just love from above. He came down, came into our lives. He loved us from the inside. They give their lives at complete risk. When people know that we genuinely love them and want what is best in their life, and that doesn't happen overnight, then then we're going to have some credibility. When you love, you have to forgive, you have to sacrifice, you have to endure, you have to be uncomfortable on a regular basis. And Jesus never said loving others was an easy thing to do. But it's the right thing to do, and we can't do it without the help of God. To be like Christ when men suffer... We'll be there to comfort. When men strive, we'll be there to help. When men fail, we'll be there to lift them up. When men succeed, we'll be there to rejoice with them. Self-sacrifice means not indifference to our times, but it means an involvement in our times. It means forgetfulness of self. Think about it. God didn't simply send us a book of instruction. He sent His Son. He didn't just give us His advice. He gave us His own flesh. He didn't just show us how to do it. He did it Himself all the way to death. Credibility. Do they know what they're talking about? Do they live it? Do they truly care? And then this question is asked, how committed are they to it? A good witness is committed to it regardless of what comes. A good witness it like, is like a signpost. It doesn't matter whether it is old or young or pretty or ugly. It has to point the right direction and be able to be understood. And as witnesses of Christ, we are to point to Him in the good times, in the blizzards of life, keep pointing to Christ. When everything is sunshine and growing, point to Christ. Do you understand we mentioned the history of missions this morning? The history of missions is built on people that said, I am committed to Christ even until death. 
Wow, they really believe it. And only heaven will reveal people that have come to Christ because they've seen someone that said, I am a follower of Christ, even if it means in my death. And they looked on that and saw that person has something that I don't have. There must be something to this that they would be that committed to it. What made the disciples willing to lay down their lives for the cause of Christ? Because they saw the resurrection firsthand. If Christ had never raised and it was a hoax, do you think they would have been willing to give their lives? Absolutely not. And credibility comes when I am committed to this no matter what. Understanding, as Paul said, we read earlier uh, this morning, none of these things move me. I've been persecuted. I've been run out of town. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. And even as he said here in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, he said, we weren't in it for ourselves. We weren't in it for any other purpose. I am committed to Jesus Christ. Now understand, the people you will meet this week, they're asking in their minds, does this person have any credibility? I know they say they're a Christian. Do they know what they're talking about? Do they live it? Do they care about me? This is what people are asking. How do we show that we care about them? And how committed are they to it? I, I was thinking the other day, um, halls are going to be back the end of the month, and I think they were... They've been back since, but wasn't it, isn't it about ten years ago they left? And I, I, I was just thinking, how many people have come and gone in ten years? I didn't think through a whole lot, but I just thought, wow, you know, it's pretty amazing. What are, what are we committed to? What is going to make, what is going to blow me out of the water of being a follower of Christ? Do you understand? There have been lots and lots of people blown out of the water of being a follower of Christ. And people out here say, must not be anything to it. Why, they used to be this or that in a church, and they used to go to church all the time. Look at their life now. See, that's why it's so important that we walk in the power of God. That's why it's so important that we be in the Word daily. Because you know what? The grace I had yesterday isn't sufficient for today. I need fresh bread. I don't have the power for tomorrow, today. And I need God. And I need to seek Him first and foremost. And without Him, I can do nothing because people are asking, is there any credibility with Christ? 
these people that follow Him, is there any reason I should listen to them? Wow, look at this commitment. You may ask the question, how, how do people in the U.S. leave and go join ISIS? How are they doing that? You know, one of the things that draws them is the commitment of the ISIS militants. If anybody should be committed, it should be the followers of Jesus Christ. What does it take to stop you? Bob Jones Sr. said, a test of your character is what it takes to stop you. How committed are we to be a follower of Jesus Christ? What kind of credibility do we have as Christians? What kind of credibility do we have to our neighbors? Do they know we care? Or do they just know we go to church? Do they see us living it out beyond the church doors? And how committed are we to it? Heavenly Father, I pray that we would be vessels of honor. Lord, there is never anything wrong with you, the message. But often in these vessels in whom you have entrusted this truth, we lose our credibility. I pray that you would help us to see from others' perspective, to see from your perspective. And Lord, I pray that we would be a credible witness That if people reject the truth, it would not be because of the vessel. But it would be because of an aversion for truth. Lord, I pray if there are areas we need to make right in living the truth, areas to seek forgiveness, Lord, I pray that we would be willing to humble ourselves. And embrace truth. Lord, I pray that you would find in us credible witnesses that bring glory to you and show forth the truth of who you are and what you have done and are doing in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together, our heads bowed and eyes closed.